Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is, uh-oh, Friday the 13th, May, Friday the 13th, 2022. And these are the top true crime stories from around the world, brought to you by yours truly, James Renner. Ding. Uh, we all knew how this would play out. That's what the sheriff told us last week. And he was right. Here is the 911 recording from the moments that Vicki White and Casey White's escape ended in Evansville, Indiana. Vicki White was on the phone with a 911 dispatcher when their vehicle was rammed off the road by police in Evansville, Indiana. That was Monday, just a couple days ago. Vicky died by suicide in the seconds after that call. Vicky is now being called the mastermind of this escape plan, according to NBC News. Remember just last week, Vicky White, who's unrelated to Casey White who was this convict in jail in Alabama. Vicky was a veteran of the jail system, a corrections facility in Alabama, 56 years old. She had helped Casey to escape on April 29th from this Alabama jail where Casey was awaiting murder, a murder trial. Their relationship, you know, nobody really knew about, but after they disappeared... They went back through all the footage. They kind of figured out that they had been having this relationship for a couple years. They had met when Casey came through the jail on his way to prison, and then he was transferred back to jail for this trial, and that's when the escape plan was hatched. 
Vicky was the only one that really kind of knew how to make that happen. They've been on the run since April 29th. Found their way all the way up to Evansville, Indiana. I'm sure you saw the, the story developing over the last few days. The police chased them once the chase started for two miles. Then rammed them off the road. They flipped in a ditch. She shot herself. Inside the vehicle, they found four handguns, semi-automatic weapons, an AR-15. They had bought a truck in Tennessee to stay ahead of the police. Then when they got to Indiana, they paid a homeless man to rent their hotel room for them. $63 a night motel in Evansville, Motel 41. You know, early on, she had told somebody that she had planned to stay on the beach after her retirement. And here you, you, here you are staying in a $63 a night motel, hiding out in Evansville, Indiana. That's as far from retiring on the beach as I can think. Of course, Casey White lived. He will face this uh, murder charge that he was running from. He was walking away from the accident. He told police, please help my wife. She just shot herself in the head, and I didn't do it. He wanted to make clear, oh my God, I didn't do that one. The coroner over there has ruled it a suicide. What in the world? I'm very, I'm kind of morbidly curious about what was going on in Vicki White's mind. There were no signs of this. She was like a perfect employee. This was the day that she was retiring. She could have enjoyed her life on that beach. She, I'm sure she had a pension. She had a nice house. She sold it to, to escape. It just doesn't make any sense. This is one of those cases where it would be interesting. Hopefully they do an autopsy. Maybe they've already done it. But it's one of those cases where you wouldn't be surprised to find that there was like a tumor invading her prefrontal cortex, some sort of physical explanation as to why she chose this route after a lifetime of obeying the law. It's a weird one. I mean, I can't I can't see falling in love with an inmate, somebody like Casey White, to influence you that much. Very sad. Very sad. And the ending that they predicted a week ago. If you're an old mobster in the Vegas area, you got to be sweating right now, man. A second body was found this week in the mud of Lake Mead. It's according to a report uh, with the Associated Press. Got to be a lot of old nervous mobsters out there. Lake Mead is, you know, a short drive from Vegas. It was this big reservoir. It's where they get their drinking water, and since 1983. It has dropped 170 feet. That's how that's how much has vanished since 83. In fact, it's gotten so low, it's actually exposed their highest drinking water intake. They've got this big tunnel that, that takes water from the lake and gives it to the people in Vegas. I was just in Vegas. Very dry, very hot. You're constantly, you need water out there to survive. It's not coming from anywhere else. It's shipping in from Lake Mead. Well, it's so low now, it, it went below where they were pulling their drinking water, and they had to make a, a tunnel deeper than that. It's now at 30% capacity, 
and shrinking. This is this is a sure sign of climate change and will only get worse. I don't know what happens when that runs out. I don't know how you have a Vegas without a Lake Mead. I really don't. This might be the end for Sin City in the near future. When I was at CrimeCon a couple weeks ago, there's this guy, uh, Meyer Lansky II, was there. He's actually the grandson of a mafia capo who was friends with Bugsy Siegel. Bugsy, you may know, was kind of the main mobster behind the founding of Vegas. He founded the Flamenco Casino. Bugsy was murdered in Beverly Hills, and that murder remains unsolved. But there, you know, so what the mobsters were doing, if they had to make somebody disappear, you put them in a barrel, you sink them in Lake Mead. Nobody thought that, you know, 30, 40 years down the road, Lake Mead would dry up. And now all their sins are coming up. The truth will out, as they say, catch up to you eventually. So the second body was found in Lake Mead this week. These two bodies are yet to be identified. Should be interesting. Maybe, you know, I know Jimmy Hoffa disappeared like the Chicago area, right? I doubt it would be him, but wouldn't that be crazy? You know, one of these old unsolved mobster cases. Who knows? Jimmy Two-Shoes, maybe. Anyways... Should be interesting to see what comes of that. Genetic genealogy could solve it tomorrow. I've got two more short stories coming at you that I just have to mention because they're so damn weird. There's a story out of Trenton, South Carolina this week. Listen to this. Last Saturday, neighbors of 60-year-old Joseph Anthony McKinnon looked outside and, and they're like, Wait, is that, is that Joe laying on the ground out there? He was motionless, not laying like he was taking a nap or anything. He was just kind of on his yard. So they called up the police, according to the Washington Post. The deputies arrived, found that old Joe had died of a heart attack. And they started looking around a little bit, and they found in his backyard a freshly dug hole. In that hole was a body wrapped in plastic, his girlfriend, Patricia Dent. Old Joe had strangled his girlfriend to death and was burying her when he had a heart attack and died. It's like a Coen Brothers scene. One last story, this crazy story out of Bogota, Colombia. I like to expand beyond the states. There's always, there's crime everywhere. I mean, not quite like what you get in Florida most weeks, but this one's right out of, is something you would only see and only I would think could exist inside the movies. Marcelo Pecci is a 45-year-old man who's on his honeymoon with his wife, Claudia Aguilera. Now, Claudia is a TV journalist in Paraguay where Marcelo, her, her new husband, is a prosecutor. And they're also expecting a baby. Pecci, uh, Marcelo Pecci, he, like I said, he's a prosecutor. Now, this is in Latin America, Paraguay. Drug cartels all over the place. Washington Post also has the story. It's in the liner notes. So here's what happened. Marcelo and Claudia were on the beach, relaxing, having a couple drinks, when suddenly 
these guys show up on a on a watercraft. I'm picturing like a jet ski. And then they start shooting. They shoot and kill Marcelo right there on the beach and then speed away. Pecci had recently ordered the seizure of property belonging to a drug lord named Cabeza Branca. And that authorities believe that these were hitmen working for either this drug lord or somebody else. That happened on Tuesday. Right in front of so many people at this this resort in Bogota, Colombia. Crazy stuff. Hey, we're going to take a real quick break, but I've got some uh, new updates in the Brittany Drexel case and the double murder of Karen Schulte and Crystal Turner. You don't want to miss this stuff. Stay tuned. I'll be back in two and two. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome back to 10 Speed and Brown Shoes, starring Ben Vereen. You remember the Brittany Drexel case? It's kind of a big case. Brittany was from Chile, New York. And she went on vacation, uh, spring break, to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. She did not tell her mother what she was doing. This was back April 25th, 2009. Brittany was 
hanging out, partying with some friends, texted her boyfriend to say she was leaving one hotel to meet up with friends at another. She never made it there. She has not been seen since. Update. Remember that from Unsolved Mysteries? You knew as it was inking, inching closer and closer to the end and they were wrapping up. You're like, oh my gosh, they have five more minutes. There must be an update. And then you'd hear Robert Stack's voice. Update. It always gave you chills. At least gave me. Anyways, update. According to 13WHAM, police were seen combing the woods in Georgetown, South Carolina this week. Believed to be part of the Brittany Drexel case, presumably searching for her body. They've ID'd a person of interest in the case way back in 2012, but it just got interesting because he was arrested this past week on obstruction of justice charge. On an obstruction of justice charge. This guy's name is Raymond Moody. Not a nice guy, served 21 years for raping an 8-year-old in the 1980s. He's on a $100,000 bond right now. Police are fighting with local news who are trying to get access to the records to figure out what's going on. But it seems to be a, a significant development in the Brittany Drexel case. So good luck to everybody involved. Also this week, police announced a suspect in the double murder of Karen Schulte and Crystal Turner. They announced this on Wednesday, according to Salt Lake Tribune. Remember, this was the uh, newlywed couple who were found shot to death near their campsite in the LaSalle Mountains in Utah on August 18th. It kind of got wrapped up in the uh, Gabby Petito case, and people were wondering if maybe it was related, if Brian had something to do with it. Um, police now believe the murderer of Karen Schulte and Crystal Turner is a guy named Adam Pink Sawiski. Pink, Pink you. Ewix? I don't know. It's a strange last name, folks. Pink Usiwix. Usiwix. I should know this. It's like a it's a Polish name. We got lots of lots of names that end with W I C Z in, in Cleveland. Anyway, they believe this guy is the murderer. He worked at the McDonald's in Moab where Turner also worked. After the murder he skipped town and killed himself. And before he did he allegedly confessed to somebody close to him that he was involved in the murders. Shuldy, before she died, told friends there was a creepy man near their camp, and if something happens, they should know they were murdered. I think at that point I would have left. It's very sad. Shuldy's father. Now, you look at this couple. It's a non-traditional couple. Karen Shuldy and Crystal Turner. Um, Crystal's a little bit older. Shuldy's father eulogized them and, and said that he... Uh, he considered Crystal like a daughter. They were very close, very much in love, and had a tragic end because of some creep. you got to be careful when you're out there. If you even have like a, a, a glimmer of instinct, that's your animal instinct from millennia back telling you that there's some danger. You should pay attention to that. Just err on the side of caution. World's crazy right now, folks. Some concerning news in the world of genetic genealogy out of the state of New York this week. Uh, they, the state has halted, judges in that state have halted the use of familial DNA searches for criminal cases. This is a little different than what you're picturing with genetic genealogy where they use Ancestry and Me and 
or Ancestry or 23andMe, things like that, that are solving these cases. But before that, we had this these CODIS systems where the state had databases of DNA compiled by uh, felons. They would swab them for DNA So, because these are the people most likely to commit more crimes, recidivism, right? So if a crime was committed, they would search this database for likely felons. And what they realized that they could do was looking at they could look at that DNA and they could find other male members of that family. So now it wasn't just good for people that repeated crime, but also for people related men who were related to the criminal that had already committed the crime. So those became familial DNA searches, and it's very helpful for law enforcement. Uh, hopefully only used in high felony cases like murder and rape. You don't want to use that for littering or simple assault or something like that because it does get tricky with uh, you know uh, un- you know unlawful search and seizure. We don't want to be tripping that line, but this is this is where we're heading. They they they've paused familial DNA searches in New York. From what I can read, it's so that the legislature can catch up and pass a law regarding what they should be doing about it. And genetic genealogy and familial DNA searches, it's the Wild West right now, man. Uh, no, but it's totally unregulated, and it probably should be regulated in some way. Again, I'd like to see it just for murder and rape. Uh, there's no reason to be that invasive for smaller crimes, especially misdemeanors. So what we're seeing here in New York is the very beginning of the state's trying to catch up with this new technology and and regulate it. So keep that on your radar if you're interested in genetic genealogy at all. It should be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Some weird crime news uh, regarding Andy Dick this week. Um, Poor guy. You know, I liked him as a comedian. I liked him in, you know, the the news, news radio back in the 90s. Kind of a provocateur, troublemaker. He's, he's in some deep trouble again. Uh, Andy's been living out of a trailer in O'Neill Regional Park in Orange County, California, according to these reports. And what he's done is he's kind of set himself up as this streamer where you can log on and kind of see what Andy's doing at all times, check out his trailer. Well, people were watching that on Wednesday and saw the police arrive and drag him out and arrest him. He's booked on felony sex battery. An uh, an adult male has claimed that he was assaulted by Andy Dick. Uh, Dick was uh, staying in Vegas last month when somebody pulled a gun during one of his live feeds, and people watching sent the police for a welfare check. Everybody's kind of worried about this guy, unsure exactly what happened, who's telling the truth here. I think there's a little bit more to this. You know, Andy Dick's certainly a provocateur. He kind of, that's his brand. I can't see him crossing the line directly but who knows where his state of mind is i you know i i wish him the best but you know this seems like one of those stories that there's something a little deeper here so don't don't uh think that you know exactly what happened just yet we'll we'll follow we'll follow that over in pop culture i have to tell you about this new podcast called the beast master it's a limited series it's on audible go to audible for this one. It's called The Beastmaster. They just released the first three episodes. Um, 
here, here's the write-up, but I'll, I'll go into a little more detail. In 2006, a young British writer named Jamie Fullerton, Fullerton sorry, flies to Ohio to wrestle a black bear named Caesar for a magazine article. Caesar's owner, Sam Mazzola, intrigues and disturbs Jamie. Then years later, shocking news about Sam makes newspaper headlines. Now, uh, Jamie Fullerton's a, a good friend of mine, and we know each other through this story, through this guy, Sam Mazzola. Back when I was a reporter at Scene, I covered a story about Sam because he would bring bears into Akron, into Akron area bars, and you would, he would have these bear wrestling nights where you would go and you'd pay like, I, I don't know, something like 20 bucks, and you, these frat guys would wrestle these bears. Uh, except the, the trick is that you could never wrestle the bear. The bear wouldn't fall down, you know? But th- it was this real live big freaking bear in the middle of the bar wrestling people i thought it was just a matter of time before it got out of control and somebody died spoiler alert there are some deaths in this podcast you've got to listen to it and it gets deeper than that because I, you know one part of this man there's so much to talk talk about here anyway jamie fullerton he's from the uk he he's a great journalist he's written for guardian he's had articles in vice and buzzfeed he's been working on this thing for years and and talking with me along along the way. I've watched this develop, and it's been really interesting. Uh, hung out with him here in Akron for a bit, and uh, I got to tell you, if you like the Tiger King, this is so much deeper. Uh, and instead of tigers, it's bears. But it has everything that Tiger King has, but it has a little bit more. Um, and it's just going to get goofy. And the way that Sam Mazzola dies, you're not going to believe it. It is nutso. One other thing I got to tell you about Sam Mazzola. I did an in-depth investigation into a murder up here. A woman named Ramona Crotine was murdered. Everybody thought it was her husband, Jeff Crotine. Definitely, I believe her husband was involved in some way, but I also think this guy Sam Mazzola was involved. He was uh, he had a he had a booth up at this IX Center, this convention center up in Cleveland at the time, where you could get pictures with him and his bears. And Ramona Crotine worked with up there too she worked at selling fudge but they all kind of hung out at this party after the end of the convention and uh honest to god i think croteen hired mazzola to to kill his wife and because it couldn't be croteen alone you have to read into it but there has to be somebody else involved to get uh croteen from where ramona was killed which was outside that that hotel where the party was, you know, back and forth. Um, so Mazzola is deep for trouble and into all sorts of things, and I think killed at least one person. So you got to you got to check this out. It's called the Beastmaster. Let's check the charts on Chartable.com. These are the true crime top podcasts according to Chartable. Number seven, you, you got your regulars, of course. Number seven this week is is a podcast called Small Town Murder, which sounds kind of interesting. It takes um, crimes. It looks at crimes through a specific town and looks deeply into the town, finds a murder involved with the town. But the twist is it's hosted by two comedians. And I know that's a tricky subject. You know, you don't want to mix murder with too many laughs. But these are two people that are legitimate stand-ups. So 
if you're into that, Small Town Murder is at number seven this week. And I want to jump all the way down to number 18 and tell you about this podcast called Sacred Scandal that I'm going to listen to because I love the write-up on this. Two decades ago, on a calm, dark Miami night, a nun was stabbed nearly 100 times on the grounds of a prestigious private academy and monastery by Michaelo Koffel. As investigators started asking questions around this Byzantine Catholic school and the gruesome murder, they found more than just her killer. In a search for answers that stretches into some of the most remote villages of Eastern Europe, they uncovered allegations of sex abuse, secret letters to the Vatican, and other mysteries of faith. Sacred Scandal unravels the fuller picture that came to light in the wake of this crime. Uh, I'm sold. I'm going to check that out. Uh, as always, check me out on uh, Repod. Hit me up on Repod after the podcast. Talk about uh, whatever you want to talk about. Send me some love advice. I'll ruin it for you. Uh, and as always, that's that's our Friday. And it is Friday. It's the beginning of the weekend. And that's cause to celebrate. And in the words of the incomparable Murray Saul, the godfather of Cleveland Radio. We gotta, 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 get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a fearful symmetry production. Our theme music is Trash Town Boogie by Mr. Smith, used under a Creative Commons license for use in this show. All sources are listed in the liner notes at the end of this episode. If you like the cut of my jib, Please check out my other podcast, Philosophy of Crime. Unless quoted directly from a source, all content should be considered the opinion of the host. That's me, James Renner. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.